Welcome to another episode of Explode, your expert business show brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. Today, I have the pleasure to interview the one and only Tonya Hoffman on how to leverage other people's audiences. If you want to grow your audience, this is the show for you. You will absolutely love it. We talk about how to connect with influencers, the unusual places to look for when building your audience, how to find your affiliate tribe, which is super important, and much, much more. Uh, Tonya Hoffman is the CEO and founder of the Public Speaker Association. She's a globally sought-after speaker, host of the Tonya Hoffman Share Your Message TV show. She's a best-selling author of seven international books, winner of multiple national and international industry organization and association awards, and cover of five magazines with supporting articles. So you can see that Tonya is definitely out there consistently and uh, she's been building your business network and you will hear how in the interview but before we move on uh, we have something really important that i'm really excited to share with you uh, if you want to create your best quarter yet so the best three months in your business yet I want you to join our Sales Mastery Intensive Mentoring Program. We will teach you all you need to know to get more clients, make more money in your business while serving your highest calling. So this is all about you getting out there, fearless, loving selling, and learning some strategies, techniques, and ways in which you can have incredible conversions. And the more clients you have, the more people you can serve. And that's why I want you to check out our Sales Mastery Intensive Mentoring Program. We are looking for 10 people. It's just opened right now. Also, uh, on uh, in June, we are, I'm going to speak at a public speaker conference organized by Tonya. Uh, the link is here in the show notes. If you are a speaker, check it out because there are three days of incredible value when you can learn about the art and business of speaking. So the link is going to be in the show notes. Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet to our show, make sure you subscribe, uh, clicking the subscribe button. And if you haven't joined our Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz Community, you will find some incredible people where you can connect with, network, create opportunities, and I will always give you some incredible bonus training. So check out Explode Your Expert Biz in our Facebook in Facebook, or just scroll down and you will find the link in the show notes. Now is all uh, from me. Thank you very much for listening to the introduction. It's time to listen and hear from Tonya Hoffman how to leverage other people's audiences. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. I'm here with the one and only Tonya Hoffman. How are you doing, Tonya? Fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous uh, with this uh, wonderful, long, incredibly long blonde hair. Oh my God, <laughs> it must take ages to, <laughs> to, to take care of. <laughs> I, know, I love showing people when I was an introvert because I had this little wavy brown hair that was ugly and, and people were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're going to talk about leveraging other people's audiences, leveraging other people's stages. Uh, and um, so this is a really interesting topic we never covered on the show before. So I'm super, super excited about this. But before we go into it, uh, let's give it a bit of a background. Uh, let's get to know you a bit more. So how did you arrive to this point? Uh, what has what your journey been? Well, I had to get over all my issues. Like most people, you know, we come with our baggage and I was such an introvert and, you know, my brown short wavy hair that didn't make any sense, neither did my life. <laughs> and so when you start looking at the journey, everyone sees us, you know, they see you, Simone, they see me as today and they don't really see the journey that we go on to get to where we are. And I've but pretty much like everybody, but even probably more where I've gone through things that, you know, there's a reason I was an introvert. There's a reason I pulled back from life and curled up in a ball for most of my life. And then finally in 2005, I'm like, okay, Tanya, you know, you're 38 years old now, get going, you know, get over your fears. And so I did, I tackled every single one of them. I wrote a ball on the, a sheet of paper, no matter how ridiculous they were, um, like walk up to a man in a tie. Oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> and so as I, you know, kind of tackled everything, no matter how stupid it was, um, it kept moving me forward. And then I created my first and only goal. I have the same goal every year. And that is to look back at myself the year before and not recognize myself. And to do that, you've got to really push yourself to do some oh, pretty yeah. amazing things. Wow. Uh, that's really inspiring. So how did you stumble into the world of uh, public speaking then? Yeah, well, I got into networking and I was, you know, trying to work on all of these fears and the biggest one, well, there was two big ones. One was the fear of my voice and the other one was standing up and speaking in front of people. Mm -hmm. And so in 2006, I started an AM radio show to get over the fear of my voice. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get over this fear of standing in front of people? And so I started my first networking group because I thought, well, you know, if I'm there every week and I have to get used to, you know, at least talking in front of 20 people. Well, come to find out, I'm really good at that. People loved my group. I grew to 80 people and then I started doing conferences and I had 150 people show up to my first one, which my knuckles were white as white, you know, holding onto that podium. Uh, but yeah, you gotta, you know, kind of move past this fear level and speaking is the most effective tool for your business to market yourself. And when I realized that people that would stand up in front of these little groups would be like, people would go, like, oh, I would need that business. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got to do that. So that's mm -hmm. kind of how I started pushing myself to speak. <laughs> and, then, and then it led to founding the Public Speaker Association there in America. Yeah. So how did you how did you found that? Because now you were organizing a talking event. So at what point did you say, actually, no, this is now what I want to do. I'm going to be a champion for for speakers all over the world. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, again, it's the progress of seeing what is needed. You know, um, I quickly changed my networking group into a statewide networking group organization. And then I sold it. 
And then I was like, oh, I want to be a speaker. And so I got into the speaking realm and people kept asking me to help them. I'm like, oh, y'all need to start networking with speakers. But what I couldn't find was groups out there that weren't elitist, that were focused on the new way of speaking, not the old traditional that, you know, that's gone. Let that go. You know, let's move into this new world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we were like, okay, you know. So I started in 2013, and um, it's been great. It's been awesome. Get to meet the nicest and most amazing people in the world. That's fabulous. So now you're coming to London, uh, organizing one of your conferences. Is that the first conference you organize in London? Yeah, so we've done it here in the States since 2014, and I've been putting on conferences since 2006. But I started looking around and people were like, oh, I really want to be an international speaker. And I'm like, well, where have I not spoken yet? And London was one of those areas, and I had so many nice friends over there. I was like, well, let's go ahead and put on a conference in London. And then that way, all the London people get to meet all of my US friends that I'll put on their own events. So this nice combination of um you know worlds mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely there is a one rule in the speaking world which is uh, speakers give speakers work and it's something that when i train also the speakers that we train i drill into them like speakers give speakers work the majority of the biggest speaking engagements i had were introductions that other speakers made so i really i'm really on board with uh, the concept of actually let's connect speakers from different parts of the words because in this way we can create more opportunities for each other so the conference yeah. is going to is coming up soon on the i think it's the 20th of june so make uh, there are going to be the links uh, here in the show notes where and we're going to be talking about the conference later on towards the end of the show so stay tuned for that uh, now, uh, we we got to know Tony a bit more. I've got one last question. Now, I, uh, I found personally that we have other uh, interests or passions or hobbies in our life that actually influence a lot uh, the way we think and the way we run our business. I always give this example. I'm a professional basketball player, love playing basketball, and basketball is a team sport. That's why in GTEx we do things together because uh, I believe that together we can do more than we can do on our own. And definitely my basketball background and uh, my basketball training influences a lot the way I think about business. So is there something, do you have something similar for yourself or like it can be, a, it doesn't have to be a huge passion, right? It can be a hobby or something that made you see yeah. business in a different light. Yeah, I uh, used to be the president of the National Art Honor Society, and I take my creativity in the art world into business. And I think a lot of times people are so afraid of not making something perfect that they never mm -hmm. actually launch mm -hmm. a business or a product or something. Yep. And I try to use the analogy of, you know, a painting, not a realistic painting where everything's got to be pristine, but more of the, you know, there's so many other fabulous, you know, styles out there where your emotions and your excitement shows up into the painting. You're, you're putting your personality into it. And you're not so stuck on if a line goes outside of the, you know, if the color goes outside of the line, you're not doing a coloring book, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so the, you know, the creativity of creating something new that you feel really that's a part of you is really important in business. Ah, fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing. I love asking this question because uh, we found that we all run our businesses in different ways because we are different people. And uh, our other passions or belief or things that we care about, they influence a lot the way we actually run our businesses or the way we create and grow our projects. So thank you. Thank you for sharing, Tonya. I really appreciate it. So now it's time to talk about uh, uh, how to leveraging other people's audiences, other people's community to, to grow our businesses. Um, so before uh, we, we go into the strategies, a bit more the details, uh, how did you stumble across this strategy and uh, why was that uh, important? Oh, it first started when I was that introvert, Tanya, and I started in the networking groups here in Austin, Texas. And what I found is, especially as an introvert, I needed other people to pull me out of my shell and introduce me. So that was the first aha moment is it was so much easier and more productive when someone else introduced me to their people. So they would invite me to a networking group. I would go here. I was shaking because I was so nervous, you know, Oh my gosh, new people. And then it was so easy because you walked in this big smile is standing there waiting for you. She's introducing you around and I'm like, Oh, this is the way to do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when you started realizing if you just connect to the people that you fit, that, will take you into their arms and introduce you. It was such a, an easy prospect for your business and for everything you're wanting to do. Wow. So that's how it started. So let's talk about uh, how um, speakers in particular, experts, they can start creating these processes because some people might be like yourself at the time, very uncomfortable. They're not even comfortable to ask for that first introduction or go to that first meeting. But others maybe have been around and um, I found that there are some people that have been literally, you know, grinding, building their audiences, building on their stuff. But they only went up, you know, just went down one road without exploring collaborations with others. So how do we get started? So first, you know, you got to look at every single person that you meet is a potential great collaborator. Now, you have to decide and discern really quickly if that person is the right person for you because mm -hmm. whoever you connect yourself with, you are now connected to that type of person. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to know the person, what is their core value? Not if they're just their target market is the same target market as you, that's a given. But what is their core value? Are they the same type of person? Do they have the same values as you? If it's a yes, then that's definitely a person you will want to collaborate mm. with. If it's someone that you're like, well, no, but this person has such a huge group, don't do it. Don't, <laughs> because you're gonna be off down a track because people attract the same types of people. Mm. So first of all, decide what kind of personalities are important for you and then figure out who you need to filter out. I'm a real big believer in filtration, not just in, but importantly out. So that way you're getting the exact same type of people that naturally fit. It's like a puzzle piece. 
Um, Just before you move on on the next part, uh, on the next one, uh, this is such a great conversation. I would love to spend a bit more time here because um, I was meeting a client a few days ago and we had, we're working together to grow a speaking business and getting on more stages. One of the things that came up is that one of the, a lot of the bigger players in their industry, which is in this case the property space, she doesn't resonate with them, with the way they operate, with the way they run their seminars, with the products and the quality of the products that they offer, but they are the biggest opportunities that they have, that there are in, in the country. So she, she had this dilemma of what am I going to do? Shall I just compromise uh, um, uh, myself and my values in order to speak on the stages or find, uh, I know it's going to be a more difficult route, but then stay true to myself. Now, of course, you already knew the answer, but what is, uh, for you, what, um, is there any situation where you would bend this rule? Where you would say, actually, no, I'm just going for the big opportunity right now. And even if it doesn't, it's not a complete fit or alignment for me. Yeah, I've been asked to be on the biggest stages. I've asked to, you know, play with the biggest players. And my answer was always no. If they did not align with me, because it doesn't help me long term. It may do something immediately at that moment, but long term, it really hurts you and how you want to grow your business and really your life. Mm. Because these are going to be now your peeps. These are going to be your community that you're building. And if you start off and you're going down the wrong no matter how big it is, you build the wrong community. At some point, you're going to have to leave that community behind and start all over. So mm-hmm. why build it wrong in the first place, no matter how big it could be, if it's wrong? You, you just have to, and believe me, I've done it. Everyone's done it. We, you know, we wake up one moment, you're like, wait a minute, why is my community so funky? <laughs> <laughs> and then it happened to me in 2016. You know, I'm chugging along. And my husband went blind. Um, Our house was completely destroyed by a water pipe bust. So I went into a negative space that year and I started attracting and saying yes to very transactional, very um, kind of negative focused people even, and they had big events. So I went down that road because I naturally gravitate to negativity. It's just from my past. It's just what happens. And then I woke up in my conference when I was, you know, my conference, all these people came to my conference because that's where I've been networking and, and going and speaking. And uh, my friends that were there was like, what is wrong with your people? Mm. <laughs> and that's when I realized that I had gone and started creating a community that did not fit me. Mm. And so I had to completely stop wipe out the list that I had been building for the last six months and start again and everything took off again. So I wondered why it was like slowing yeah. down. And it felt like it was grinding. Yeah. That's when, you know, you, you're doing it wrong. Thank you for sharing. Very, very powerful. I've been there myself. <laughs> um, there were some transactions that I would say, okay, maybe for a one-off, it wasn't the right fit, but I don't regret doing it. The majority that I did say yes without listening to knowing that it wasn't the right thing, it went wrong or it happened what exactly what you described. So yeah. I just make it a must for myself. If it doesn't, if it's not a, I think it was someone saying, if it's not a hell yeah, 
then uh, it is a no. <laughs> and it's a great, great, great way to, to live it. But also, if you are at the beginning, sometimes you just got to say hell yeah to everything to then find out because, uh, you know, it requires a very high level of self-awareness to understand exactly what kind of person you want into your community. It's not something that you have from day one. So at the beginning, you know what? Say yes to everything. And then, uh, and then you'll figure out. Or maybe you already know who you want to attract, who you want to find, who you want to be associated with or not. And then you're already putting those boundaries down. But um, uh, there is not one way to approach this situation. Everyone will have their own different uh, beliefs and ways to approach it. So thank you very much for sharing, Tonya. So, so you mentioned that it was the first part before I interrupted you. So the first part was uh, the um, uh, finding out, making sure that uh, your network is 100% aligned with yourself. What else? Uh, what else do we need to put in place to leverage other people, audiences, and to grow in this way? Yeah, one of the things that I started seeing and hearing from lots of people was the promotion of only talk to people who have massive lists. Hmm. And it's great to connect to people who have large lists, but don't discount the person who has 250 people on Facebook because that person, their 250 people know them and love them. So don't discount the people who have small lists because you actually have bigger impact when they promote you versus, you know, I'll be honest, I've got, you know, 65 to 68,000 people when I promote to my list. I don't know everybody. I know a lot of them, but I don't know 68,000, right? So when I, you know, when I promote, I'm hitting the quantity instead of the person who has 250 that's quality so i never i love it when i connect with people who are just getting started and it's probably a relief for people who are listening they're like oh good <laughs> i only have 500 people yay <laughs> so be happy with the the list you have and don't fret about oh my list isn't big enough it will grow but you want to grow it in a way that you're connected to most of those people and never buy a list or something that is artificial because again you don't know who's on your list and there's no interaction sure. because they aren't connected to you very powerful quality over quantity in this case and that's so true so true when uh, whenever you have a smaller list that's you are connected with them and uh, there are some of the people that recommended us to a lot of their clients that are their clients that don't have massive lists but actually the people that come from them they they actually had a personal interaction with them it was not just you know an email that was blasted to thousands of people but it was a personal invitation to come to one of our events and they had a conversation about it by the time they came into our room they were already closed um, and those things will not happen with big lists. So, the, um, is there something that you found? Um, um, I'm just thinking more about approaching now. The, let's go to the bigger list side. Uh, have you found something uh, that uh, are some do's or don'ts if you want to approach uh, people now with a bigger list going, going up the quantity route? Right. So even for myself, when someone comes to me and they're like, oh, Tiny, can you help me promote my blank, right? My book, my event, whatever it is. And of course, I would love helping people. I can't just always push out somebody's information. I need to have it connected to me in some way. 
And this is the part that a lot of people don't quite get is you want somebody with a large list to promote your theme. But if they're not <clears throat> really connected to it in some way, it's just some you talking about something and there's no real, you know, spark that mm -hmm. makes your community go, Oh, I need to look at this. Yeah. So when I promote an event that I'm speaking in, I get better results of those people coming to that event versus me just promoting somebody's event that yeah. I'm not connected to. So the most important part with influencers is how can you have them involved in some way in that process? You know, if you're wanting them to promote a book, have them have a testimonial or have part of a forward or something in that book, you know, mm -hmm that's a great way for them to then promote, Oh, I'm on the book. I'm, I did part of the Ford or I had a quote in there or something like that. It's easy to quote people. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that way you, there's a reason for them to mention your book. And there's a reason for people to go, Oh, wow. I, I need that book. Cause you know, my bestest friend is in there, you know, whatever. Yeah. So always try to tie that person to whatever you're wanting them to promote. And how is it different uh, when you are talking uh, to people now with a smaller list? Would you do something different in the way you structure the joint venture or in which you structure the campaign? Would it be exactly the same process? So what has been your experience? So if someone has a small list and you're wanting to, you know, have them promote it, it depends on what they're wanting, you know, um, usually they aren't the biggest of influencers, but like I said, they have impact. So how can you support them by connecting something they're doing to your people or a section of your people? So it may be like the other day, for example, there's a lady who uh, she's got a show that she's wanting people to have an opportunity to have guests on. So I promoted it to my group, which then people are like, great, right? Because they want to be on her show. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly I just connected her with 20 new, highly connected people, which is helping her. And then she then turned around and promoted my conference in London. And so she was like, oh, that's awesome. I'll help you promote your to her small list. So it's, it's a very, and a lot of times people try to play tick for tat, don't try to equal out everything. You can't mm. equal out everything. Just what feels good to you and then do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. Thank you very much for sharing because uh, there are a lot of opportunities that are not explored uh, in terms of collaborations. And uh, um, in particular, if you don't have a lot of money to put into advertisement, but even if you have a lot of money to put into advertisement, um, the quality of the connection that you will get from someone else's list, I found that... Uh, is is short is um, shortcuts the process of relationship building by weeks or months, uh, where you can actually get someone that never heard of you become a client immediately just because they have the relationship with the with the other person on the list. So please make sure you're listening to this interview and write down everything because this is absolute gold if you apply it. <laughs> if you apply okay one, one more thing is there something else that we can do um uh, to leverage other people audiences or that we need to be aware of before we go into the final part of the interview 
Yeah, always. I think the hardest part for most um, beginners or even people who are just, you know, they've been speaking for a little while or they're just starting up their business and they've been going on for a little while is figuring out how to leverage. Hmm. Most people are horrible at leveraging. And so whenever they talk to people, it's always with their hand out wanting something versus their hand out to shake a hand. So you've got to create something that you can leverage that says, hey, Simone, I'd love to have you involved in this, right? You've got to figure out what is it that Simone, what would Tanya want to be involved in? And the easiest is a podcast, a TV show on YouTube. Uh, Facebook Lives are huge right now. I'm always doing Facebook Lives. And they're easy to do nowadays with all the technology is simplified, everything. So do something like that. And now you can say, Hey, Simone, I'd love to have you on my show. Oh, wow. That's awesome. There's very few people that would say no to a show opportunity, no matter what size your list is. So yeah, that's the easiest way to leverage. Absolutely. That's such a great point. Have a show. Even if you don't have a show, you have a Facebook group and you do an interview, do it, do it, do it, do it. Because it is a networking opportunity is a networking opportunity. And I love what you said about uh, having a hand, putting out a hand for a handshake. Because before you ask, most of the time you got to give. Um, unless you are already like a huge name where people actually would just want to collaborate with you because they want to be associated with your name. But if it's the other way around, then uh, you've not got to give a reasons uh, for people to care about you. And... First of all, you got to show that you care about them. <laughs> Otherwise, the whole game is broken. And you're just going to end up building this transactional relationship. You know, it's, it's fascinating even how Tony and I met. I think Tony and I, saw, we saw each other the first time, was that three years ago uh, on Blab? <laughs> when, when, when Blab was still a thing. And Tonya used to have a, a show on Blab. I used to run my podcast. That's how actually my podcast started from Blab Recording. Oh, it was my first three episodes were there. And uh, because Blab, you could uh, jump in on the live stream and ask a question. Tonya was running a show. And uh, I got in and became part of the conversation um, just because I was there on Blab. And now, like three years down the line, Elliot, a common friend, connected us to see, hey, why don't you collaborate or why don't you speak at our event? And here we go. So you never know who you're going to meet. And the most important thing is to just be able to be helpful in, in one way or another to build that relationships. Absolutely. <laughs> Tonya, thank you. Hope this summed up the, what you said, what you said in this interview today. Um, so if you guys uh, make sure that you check also the link in the show notes, there is going to be the link of the conference. We're going to be talking about that in a moment. But before we get there, I would love to ask you, Tonya, uh, it's time to go into the part of the interview where we are lifting the veil. And what I would love to ask you is a tool or a book or a practice that you do or you found or an app that is worth sharing that can make the life or businesses of our audience better. Yeah, I'm always trying to figure out how to adjust what do I do in a cost-effective way. <laughs> because most people, you know, what can I do with that has a bigger impact that doesn't cost me a whole bunch more money? <laughs> um, and Sign me up. I, you know, right, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I started realizing that my emails, like everybody, either isn't going through or nobody's opening them, you know, it has such a small open rate. And I'm like, okay, what can else can I do? And I just got into a chat bot system and it's through Messenger, Facebook Messenger, so you can send them a drip campaign so that you're giving them free stuff and then guess what then they get interested they start following they start connecting they start buying and so I love that you know that Facebook has opened up their opportunities so that you can use them for what you used to use for emails so I'm using a system called botmazing.com mm -hmm. um, it's very cool it's so easy to use um, once you get it set up, you just let it go and you just, uh, it's amazing the results that I've gotten. So, so B-O-T-M-A-Z-I-N-G, botmazing.com. So that's what a new tool. I you just can send me a link as well at the end of the interview. I can put that in the show notes. So guys, probably oh. you can, you'll be able to check it out in the show notes. Um, great tool. Absolutely, Messenger bot uh, make make a good impact in terms of open rate. So make sure you check it out uh, because uh, you can reach out to more people and actually have the people that are supposed to receive that message actually open the bloody message <laughs> and see so it. Frustrating. <laughs> when you get sixty percent versus five percent, you're like, I love this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm hundred percent with you on this. <laughs> All right, Tonya. So let's talk about the, the conference you're running in London. So what's happening? Who is it for? Uh, I'll be there with one of the speakers. I'm super excited about that. Tell us a bit all about the conference. Oh, my goodness. So it's going to be incredible people like yourself. I mean, hello. What, who doesn't want to see Simone in action, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really been um, about how do you cross the pond, right? How do you connect to people so that they can create momentum internationally and more national, you know, just in their own area, obviously. So for me at all of my conferences, it's always about who's in the room. I, I'm not a real big fan of these massive, massive conferences with a thousand people. Because to me, you want to get to know the people in a room. And I mean, really know them. So we do a lot of networking, lots of breaks, lots of let's go and have dinner, lunch, breakfast. Let's get to know each other. And then you put all the experts into one room that can actually give you real content so that it's not a pitch fest. It's real training. Then you have this amazing things that are happening where you're learning what you need to know and it's not just which side of the stage should you be on when you're speaking but it's more about the business how are you going to make money how are you going to use this to really market yourself what do you really need to know to get out of your head game and all the head trash mm -hmm. so that you can make an impact but then again it's all about who's in the room and the connection. So we always say, you know, you got to be in the room where it's happening, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Dates of the conference again? June 20th through the 22nd in Cricklewood area. <laughs> Fantastic. So make sure that you get the ticket. I'm going to be there doing a session on selling from the stage. So have you a speaker? How can you sell effectively but without 
like using all the manipulative, sleazy techniques and brainwashing people, hate that. But there are ways where you can have exactly the same conversion or even more making the same amount of money that the speakers that use this kind of strategies, but never resonated with me and I had to find my own way. So that's what I'm going to share there at the event on the first day. Uh, and then we're going to have other incredible speakers talking about the other aspect of the business of speaking and the, the, the skills and the, and the craft. It's going to be all within the three days as well as connecting with incredible people like Tonya said. And also make sure that you come along because then you can connect with Tonya. And as you can realize, she's well connected. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the speaking words. So come along, connect with Tonya, with the other speakers, uh, so then you can expand your network internationally. The link is going to be here in the show notes. Uh, make sure you check it out and book your ticket right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, well, thank you very much for listening. Tonya, thank you very much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you Love here. It. Love it. You do an amazing job. I'm so excited to be on your show. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a couple of these. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, like you were a pleasure to interview, right? <laughs> First time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you subscribe right now. Hit that juicy subscribe button. I know it's calling you. And uh, if you want to win one of our free courses, we're going to start getting questions from all the listeners. So send a question at info at gtex.org.uk. The email is going to be as well in the show notes with your questions and we're going to answer it and you can win a free course. Until next time, thank you very much for listening or watching, whatever you are. And uh, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao.